it my way. I told you to get this done. It needs to be done this way. And here's what happens is people eventually become unwilling to think for themselves. They wait to be told what to do, how to do it, when to do it. It's, it's a very unhealthy behavior to have a controller. Welcome to your personal leadership accelerator. This is the Unbusy Leader Podcast with your host and leadership coach, James Mayhew. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Unbusy Leader Podcast. I'm your host and coach, James Mayhew, and I am really excited to bring you uh, a series today. This will be the first series that that I've done on the Unbusy Leader Podcast, and we're going to focus in on five undesirable attributes of leadership that we all struggle with. Now, as you go through these and we begin to talk about them, uh, you may find that you you feel like you're struggling with all five. And the reality is, is that we probably have at least a primary and probably a secondary. But if you're thinking that after you hear this, that you really don't struggle with any of these, then I'm going to suggest that you might be lacking a little self-awareness or maybe even a little humility because I have found in working with a number of leaders across a wide variety of industries and a wide variety of ages and experience levels. And the thing with these is that these attributes are often driven out of a sense of pride or fear, perhaps out of a scarcity mindset, or just being uh, feeling like overwhelmed and stressed by things like our current situation that we're going through. So over the next five episodes, we're going to look at these attributes. The first is the controller. Then we're going to talk about the critic, then the rescuer, the avoider, and then finally the people pleaser. Now this is content that I'm pulling from my unbusy leader masterclass workshops, as well as from coaching with clients, you know, one-on-one or, or inside their organizations. These are things that we address. And we take a deep dive into each one of them to help my clients understand what the underlying causes are, the motives that lead to the behaviors, and then obviously the strategies to help them break free of it. And that's what you get, you know, when you come and sign up for a master class or do coaching with me. And so with saying all that, I want you to know this. This podcast is sponsored by the Level Up Leaders Training. This is a new training that I'm offering that focuses on six essential skills that separate mediocre leaders from great leaders. And so the Level Up Leader is a virtual six-week workshop and live group coaching program. And it's for anyone who's in a leadership role that is ready to level up and become a better leader for their team, business, and organization. So small business owners, executives, managers, supervisors, team leaders, It's anyone, it's for anyone who is being considered even for a management or leadership role. It works for anyone in any industry. So food and beverage, retail, technology, manufacturing, real estate, finance, healthcare, uh, nonprofits. And what it consists of is is each week, which is a six, um, it's a total of six weeks, you and others will connect via Zoom for about a 45 minute session of teaching and workshop time with an additional 30 to 45 minutes built in for discussion and then group coaching. And I love this part because we learn from each other. 
Now you also do some live classroom work as well as having some assignments outside of the class because listen, this is like cognitive fitness. This is like leadership fitness stuff. So over the six weeks, you're gonna learn what it takes to become an authentic leader, how to overcome the dark sides of leadership, which is great because we're talking about it in this series, how to set your team up for success with setting clear expectations, how to provide proactive accountability. That's another one. And then finally, how to lead others who don't report directly to you, but are integral to your team's success. Now, those six topics are what I tend to run into over and over when working with leaders that you've just never had an opportunity to learn this stuff. You move into this leadership role and suddenly you're, you're, you are faced with having to know these things, but you've never really had any uh, formalized training around it. Now, there's going to be a few other additional perks to that uh, workshop series that will add tremendous value, including a weekly check-in with me, as well as a pre-workshop coaching call. And that's to help me understand exactly where you want to go so I can help you get there. So this isn't Leadership 101 stuff. So new leaders, you're not going to feel like you got left behind because it went over your head too quickly. And just as much experienced leaders, you're not going to feel bored with this. In fact, it's the group coaching element that will enrich the experience for both. So I hope you'll consider being part of that and you can learn more at my website, jamesmayhew.com slash level up. So today we're going to be talking about the first type of negative leadership traits, which I'm calling the controller. And we're going to look at it from two perspectives. The first is how to identify it. You know, what does it look like? And then the other side that we'll look at is how a controller contributes to a culture of busyness and then the negative impact that radiates from that. Let's dive in. All right. So the controller. Now, we might describe this person as the boss. We might even think of a, of a controller as a dictator almost at times. And here's what they look like. You know, they, 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 they are unapproachable often. Okay, it's tough to approach somebody who is always a controller. And part of the reason is, is they might take credit for others' successes or others' discoveries and their achievements. They tend to not be great listeners either because they're always looking or they're always listening to respond and to tell something rather than, than listening to learn or listening to understand. We might describe them as being a control freak. And they can be really effective. Like, don't miss this. They can be really effective in short-term situations. But over time, the controller is very disempowering. And here's an interesting thing. And it, the controller, is, it, it might be a person that tends to apologize for it or even laugh it off. Or sometimes we apologize for them. And we say, oh, that's just how, that's just how James is. Or that's just how Sharon is. But the thing is, is we can't laugh it off. It's too important to not recognize the damage to a culture, to a team, and even to individuals that a controller can have. They can be intimidating, guys. A controlling leader uses, at times, intimidation. Do it my way. I told you to get this done. It needs to be done this way. And here's what happens is people eventually become unwilling to think for themselves they wait to be told what to do, how to do it, when to do it. 
it's it's a very unhealthy behavior to have a controller. So here's the thing. If you've ever led as the controller, this is resonating for you right now. But if you've experienced being around a controller, this is probably resonating as well. Here's what it sounds like too. You know, a controller would probably say some phrases like, that's not how we do things around here. Do it my way. Don't ask questions around this. Just go and do it. I have my reasons, but then they don't really share them. What ends up happening is, is, is through this disempowerment, what we're really doing, the controller develops compliant followers. This is not what we want. You know, this leader has good intentions. I don't mean to make them sound like a monster. They, they think that they're developing, but what they're actually doing is controlling the whole time. Now, I want to talk to you uh, a little bit from a StrengthsFinder perspective on this. You know, I use StrengthsFinder in all of my, of my coaching. We almost always start with StrengthsFinder because we're always figuring out how a person is naturally wired. But for every strength, there is the strength piece of it, and then there's the, the negative side of it. Now, StrengthsFinder themes that might, I'm just going to say might because this is not universal, uh, that might contribute to a desire to be a controlling leader. Um, there, I'm going to identify three. The first one is command. Then there's one called self-assurance. And then a third called significance. Interestingly, all of these fall under the, the one of four domains. And this domain happens to be called influencer. So when you overuse a strength such as command or self-assurance or significance, it can be perceived as you're not asking for help. Do it my way. I have it all figured out. I'm very confident that this is the right thing to do. I need to be uh, seen as the leader. I want to be known and heard that way. These are all negative sides of strengths. And we, you know, when we do the strengths coaching, we really get into those, those areas. It's such a great tool for awareness. But those are, those are three reasons uh, from a strengths perspective that somebody can step into this. Again, the controller ends up creating followers. They a lot of times are going to lead with, with fear. Um, years ago, I was working, I was working for a company and uh, we teased a leader in the in the company I was working for, uh, uh, he held a, an executive title, and uh, he always laughed about creating minions, <laughs> and we would we would laugh along with it, and uh, you know he'd rub his hands together and he would do the do the evil laugh, and and it was um, it was playful, but the reality was he was a very controlling leader, and what happened was it really stifled. You know, like one of the negative impacts of, of having a controlling leader is that it um, from this fear based area, like we don't want to make a mistake for a controller. So a controller really just says, do it my way. And that stifles innovation and new ideas because who wants to come up with an idea when the controller might steal it, take credit for it or say that's a bad idea. You know, the worst, the worst situations in that. And I, and I've, Listen, I've experienced this. I'll bet you've seen it too, where you where you go to a manager or a boss 
who is a controller and you come up with an idea and some of the first things out of their mouth are, well, how could that ever work? We've got all these other things to do, you know, and they start to go right into the how, 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 how is this going to work? But then they sit and they noodle on it. Maybe they start talking about it with somebody else. And before long, the idea that you brought to them that they said, how is that ever going to happen? That's a bad idea. You don't have time for this. Suddenly, uh, maybe a couple of weeks later or a couple of months later, they're sharing that idea with others. And you're in that meeting too. And they say something like, I've been thinking over the last couple of weeks, I've got an idea. And they start to tell it. And suddenly they just took credit for you or for your idea rather. And that creates, that creates a lot of negative energy, a lot of toxic energy. And it starts to initiate dissent in a team. Again, a controlling leader can be effective in short-term situations, but over time, it, it's disempowering. And people eventually become unwilling to think for themselves and they wait to be told what to do, how to do it, and when to do it. And it's a really important thing to remember here is that leadership is about influence and not control. So don't miss this part either, is that a position may give you power to control, but trust will give you permission to lead. So to empower people, you have to stop controlling them and learn to trust them. So let's look at this from a busyness standpoint, okay? If you have a controlling leader who creates followers, who kind of stifles innovation and creativity and says, do it my way, do you see the net of impact of that? Because the impact is, is that it leads to busyness. And here's why. It creates a bottleneck. If, if I'm just a minion coming in to do a job every day and I'm told to not really think, not try to, not try to correct things, not try to come up with new and better ways of doing things, even though I'm on the, maybe I'm the closest person to being able to solve it and figure it out. If I'm, if I'm discouraged from doing that, I'm creating, I'm sorry, that leader then is creating a busyness area because the leader is then delegating everything. And so why do I need to be smart? Why do I need to be talented? Why do I need to be good at what I do if all I ever have to do is just do my job? And so then we start to look for ways to be distracted and just go through the motions. Uh, Minions, they just do a job, right? So leader, if you are a controller, you are causing an enormous amount of stress and strain into your business from the idea of being a bottleneck. Imagine if you could unleash people and you trusted people to with with authority, you gave them authority to make decisions, to do the right things, to do what they do really well. And you got out of their way a little bit. And instead of controlling what they did, you looked at it as ways, how can I support my team? Suddenly your, your schedule wouldn't be so busy. Your meetings would be more productive. There'd probably be less of them. You would probably feel less strain. And your team is going to appreciate you so much more. You're going to have a more engaged team. But I will tell you right now, the controller has been a problem for me. My, uh, I look at it from a strengths finder perspective. I have self-assurance 
And significance for me is, is in my top 10 or just outside of my top 10. And so this is an area for me that I have to have a lot of awareness on. I have to continue to be very coachable and I have to remember that, uh, I just need to be humble. And so I need to have people around me that will speak truth and honesty to me. And that's not always easy, especially for somebody who has a lot of self-assurance. So this has been my own leadership journey in learning how to be a better leader has been to have awareness that I can be a controller. By the way, it wasn't just in work. You know, I'm a father. I'm also, I'm also a husband. And, uh, I promise you a spouse doesn't want to be controlled, but my young, my sons, when they were young, they didn't like it either. And so, uh, I look back now and have a whole lot more appreciation for, and so I'm passing that on to them as, as they're starting their own families and things like that. So this is, this is stuff that we carry outside of our work. And that's why I just love the fact that you're here because we're learning together to be better human beings because the best leaders activate the talent passion and skill of everyone around them. So in our next episode, we're going to look at the critic as our, as our second example out of a five, five part series here next week, we'll talk about the critic and why they create insecure followers. We'll catch you next time. 